this section of uh, the series on relationship, we're going to look at the maintaining, but more than that, maintaining and developing relationship. Because everything that is in life grows and develops. And we always want to be moving on and developing from where we are. Three things are essential. The Bible seems to indicate very clearly. We've always hung closely to this. Love, acceptance and forgiveness. Three things which are essential in any relationship. Love as expressed in Philippines 2. Acceptance as in Romans 15. And forgiveness is in 1 John 3. Love always with no exception. Acceptance without reservation. And forgiveness, no matter how much somebody may have failed or displeased us or let us down, forgiveness has always got to be there, both for the asking and even without the asking. It's the very opposite to a spirit of criticism and legalism you see the bible teaches that knowledge i know that i'm right i know what should happen knowledge can puff up but love builds up so god calls us to live and love as so we do the amazing thing of course is that he's equipped us to actually be like that to live in that way. The Bible tells us in, uh, in Colossians 13 that we're actually like him in character. We're like God in character. Well, God is love. So that we're like him in love. It's an amazing thing. And as you go through, let's take, for example, 1 John 4. It gives us a number of amazing things. So when somebody says, I'm only natural, no, that's, that's really not true. If we're born again in the Spirit of God, we're supernatural. We have the same Spirit in us that raised Christ from the dead. The Bible teaches in that very passage that we're, we're related whether we like it or not, because we have the same Father. Acceptance is not by achievement or qualification. See, this is very, very different to what's called relationship in the world around about us. But then we're called to be different. We're called to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're empowered to actually live and demonstrate God's heart and his heart of love. You see, this love that we have is not from impulse, but it's a response to what the Father has done, the initiation of his love in us. See, loving someone in the kingdom of God is not dependent on their worth or even our feelings. It's an act of the will resulting in God living in us and completing us. We will be made like him in character. Do you know, it's an amazing thing that his love is made complete as we love one another. That's why the the maintaining and development of relationship is so critical and so important. You love God, God loves you. I love God, God loves me. But his love is made complete as we love one another. 
You see, loving others, if we're going to be obedient to the word of God, is not an option, it's a command. But of course, with that command comes the ability to do it from a completely supernatural and wonderful level. So without forgiveness, there can be no unity. And then, of course, it requires levels of integrity as well. We can't pretend it's got to be real. Same on the inside as the outside. Real relationship, of course, will have expression. But the primary expression that we see in the Word of God, I think, is serving. Maybe we could say in a particular form of laying down our life for one another, denying ourselves in favor of God and in favor of one another. So real relationship will have to be seen in action, not just in word. You know, the kind of, oh, love you, brother, or uh, this, is, this, is, this is not kingdom. It's good to express that, but it has to be backed up in real life and action. This is possibly one expression of what it means to be joined in heart. If I was expressing it to you, I'd say, I love you, and I intend to always place your interests equal or above my own to serve and minister to you, to your needs in any way that I can. Furthermore, never to say things or agree to things behind your back, even by keeping silent, if they're not things which are being properly taken up with you. I also commit to give the necessary time to hear your thoughts and concerns, to be honest with you, open with you, it's where integrity comes in, regarding any misgivings, concerns, issues I might have about where you're going or how you are. I guess that means loving enough to risk the relationship by disagreeing. Oh, I don't really want to disagree because I so enjoy this friendship. I don't want to spoil it. He's essentially selfish. What God calls for is a people that love sufficiently that they're prepared for the sake of the other person to risk the relationship. Yes, by disagreeing for the sake of the person that you love. It means I'll never take advantage of you when I see your weakness. It also would lead to holding on and seeking to work through issues when we disagree. And I guess the end product would be I'd consider your success my success and your failure my failure. I've rarely shared through that list without people feeling, hmm, yeah. This is the kind of relationship that we'd really want. It's kingdom relationship. It's what God intended and equipped 
us to have. It's love in action, but it does require that level of honesty. Some years ago, when one of the boys was young, they, they hurt their wrist, I took them to the doctor. And in order to try and discover what was happening, the doctor started to press their wrist and their arm and, and, and you know, he was hurting my son. Now, surely at that point, I should have intervened and restrained the doctor forcibly if necessary. Well, you say, that would be foolish. You see, if we, if we place, I mustn't hurt anybody as the highest value, we actually fail to do what God wants because faithful are the wounds of a friend, the Bible says. But sometimes a true friend is the one who tells us not just what we want to hear, but the things that we need to hear. This is about kingdom relationship. It goes far above the natural social thing. This is love in action. And it's a tremendous and wonderful thing because it becomes also a testimony. So in developing relationship, of course, relationships can be at a different level. The quality, purity, the principles are the same. But for example, Bible talks about life joints. Now, a life joint, my wrist is a life joint between my arm and my hand. Vital things flow between it, it's a life joint. If there was a problem with the wrist, then it would indeed cause a problem with the hand. So there are those very close connections and we come to realize that these are people that we would share with perhaps at a deeper level and look to receive from. Not every relationship is a life joint, but we uphold the same principles. For example, caring, giving, serving, sharing. You see, love is practical. For God so loved the world, he didn't just write a, a love song about it. He gave his one and only son. Through the scripture, we see that love is practical. When Jesus wanted to show the full extent of his love to those that were closest to him, namely his disciples, he did this very humble act of serving in washing their feet. So in a good relationship, in a developing relationship, there's a level of openness and honesty. We walk in the light together. There can never be a sort of slightly withdrawn holding back. You can't just slightly, I mean, it's got to be an open-hearted thing. You can't actually develop relationship whilst keeping a record of wrongs. You know, if, if I got into problems because I'd forgotten my wife's birthday and she expressed her disappointment, it would hardly be right to return, kind of put my hand into the ammunition chest and pull out a, a grenade from the past and throw it. Yes, well, you forgot my cat's birthday in the summer of 81. I mean, this would be ridiculous, especially since we don't have a cat. Bible talks about going the second mile. You know, you're a bit tired. 
you get a call, could you come, we need to go out, would you sit here, children are in bed, but we need someone here. So you think, okay, I'll go and uh, while I'm, I can watch the television there or read. When you get there, you find that actually the dishes haven't been washed or there's ironing that needs doing. That's kind of going the second mile, is doing more than what was required. I've noticed how people coming to serve me in these days, they come for one thing and they see something else. And I know that this is an expression of heart and it's very, very encouraging and indeed heartwarming. Going the second mile, being aware, looking after the interests of others. You know, there can be big things, you know, group things, things that we get together. Sometimes we, we even put money together to actually help somebody. In the early days, I remember doing this uh, to actually a small group of us just felt the call of God to help somebody with their housing situation. It was amazing how the sacrifice of individuals produced what was necessary in order to meet that need. This, there's bigger things. There's, there's group things. But there's also the small things. You know, to remember that somebody was perhaps at the hospital having a test. How did you get on? Or had, a, had an exam? You know, you know yourself that those little things can make a, a, a big difference, a demonstration of love and care. Of course, I have more opportunity at the present time for people to do things which I can't do. And it's been amazing how not only have people uh, remembered little things, but where during COVID we obviously couldn't do shopping. And even now, there are people that so willingly, it's not, we don't have to ask, and there's a wonderful thing. It's also good that in a relationship, we can ask freely. And we're not rejected because the answer is no, because the level of relationship means that we can ask. We're free to ask, knowing that the person that we're asking that we're in relationship is close enough to be honest enough to actually explain, no, I can't do that at this time, as well as the yes. You see, in a committed relationship, we have the opportunity to work out the truth, the action of loving one another, to speak the truth, to be the same on the inside as the outside, not to be hypocritical. Yes, to actually be our brother's keeper. Of course, not to gossip, not to compromise, maintain integrity, maintain loyalty. But you see, in a situation like that, there's the opportunity for taking confidences. We encourage people never to take a confidence without making this stipulation. If you tell me something which I don't feel I can handle or need to refer, I will need to refer it to somebody else. 
sensitively. You see, we've seen the problem of people taking a confidence and not knowing how to handle it, what to do with it, and then being trapped between the awful situation of not knowing what to do, but having taken the confidence. If you trust me enough to tell me, then you must trust me enough to do what is right with it. See, we have a lot of fun together and it's God's plan that we enjoy uh, our, our life together. We share life, we do things together. It's a lot more fun if we're doing something, we do it together. We Painting a room or working in the garden or whatever it may be. But it's also that we are actually encouraging one another in God. We'll look at how to develop this further in the next session.